0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Yours truly, back in the space, back in the place once again, Mickey Smith Jr. And you know what time it is, guys? We're talking about our Sound 180, our Sound school year, and today we're back with another edition of See the Sound podcast, guys. And and, and I look, I got to be honest with you, I am thoroughly excited about our guest today. I hate to even say guest; I'm just going to say friend. My friend in the in the profession here, Mr. Chris Gleason. Welcome, welcome. We're excited to have you, man. We're excited.
1: I'm just thrilled to be here, thrilled to be here. I tell
0: you guys, you're going, you're in for such a treat today because every time I've had the opportunity to be uh, alongside this gentleman, it's just been great energy and it, most importantly it's been, it's been authentic, it's been real. We talk about what, what matters to you. So uh, on the other side of this music, on the other side of this sound, you're going to see the sound today. Stay tuned. <laughs> hey guys once again mickey smith jr here it's time to see the sound the show the podcast that allows you to see yourself beyond yourself to operate in that optimism and excellence to utilize all available resources to nourish the relationships and most importantly to don't stop to keep on going because at the end of the day you matter more than you realize and to those kids you are everything so we want to encourage you in this season empower you not just with stories but with personal testament and at the same time real life people that are in the trenches that can show you hey that all things are possible if you just keep on going and our guest today uh is just a phenomenal individual the The accolades are amazing like he's super cool but i gotta drop look look he won't toot his own horn i gotta toot it for him my man we talking teacher of the year look not just not just for the school not just for the region but for the state and look as a music educator if i'm not mistaken i think you i think like the first wisconsinite do you even say that that sounds dangerous okay wisconsin yeah that thing like you first one to represent on the national level we talking we talking national and then look Grammy Gra- my, my man my man's in the Grammy contention I mean he's he's been nominated for this and 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 then global teacher of the year so we're we're, you know I'm saying all this stuff in love today because I want you to understand that that the words that you hear today aren't just coming from somebody who read a book but but they uh they wrote the book you all they've been in that they've been in the trenches and uh I, I am thoroughly excited about having you with us today look Chris talk to us real quick I know I mentioned a few things but if you could just share a moment or so from your heart let folks know who we who we with today who we sharing our time with tell us a little bit about yourself
1: well, I appreciate all of that. And, and that all comes from making a lot of mistakes, right? This is, this is how we learn. And I just remember my first concert. And I, I tell you, it was, it was, it was painful. You know, I had a student get up at the microphone after I gave the the student the the note card to read, you know, before the, yeah, the yeah. performance. And, and they said in the microphone, oh, that's what the piece is about. And, you know, uh, It was at that moment. I'm like, I can't do this. I I need to find another job or profession. And, you know, look, as a young teacher, I think we all do that, right? We all make mistakes and we all try to just figure out how to do this, which is an amazingly difficult profession and, and a challenge. But you just persevere and, and look, you find others that do it well and you uh, you beg, borrow and steal and you learn how to kind of keep going on. Right. Like you're saying, yeah, yeah. you know, look, I, I grew up in my dad's band room. I'm a father or a son of a uh, of a great music educator who came before me. My brother's an educator, music educator. I, I married a music educator. Get you, out of here, man. <laughs> you would think I'd know what's going on at this point, but. A um, uh, family of educators who you know I, I have always been in it for the kids and have, have always shown me the path, which is that there's no shortcut and it takes time, it takes heart, it takes compassion. It, it's ne- it's never super easy. I mean, it's always a challenge, right? And yeah. And I just followed in their footsteps really. And uh, every day I'm curious and every day I want to learn more. So that's cool
0: that's cool. man. I see I'm, I'm learning something even in this moment. I didn't realize, I didn't realize the uh, the family tree, the pedigree, so to speak, of the of the music, and 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 that's a really really um, interesting take. I want I want to just take a moment now and ask you, when did you know, man? You know, and I'm saying when did you know because for somebody like myself, nobody in my family played. Like I found out later uh, that I had a, a grandfather. Who I'd never met. He had passed away, you know, before I was born. And it's my understanding that he was like a Pullman porter, or you know, he did some odd jobs. But sometime after the 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 car would close or the the, the bar, or the station would close, he'd hop on the piano and play a little bit. But uh, I found this out as an adult. But nobody in my direct circle did I see play an instrument. So, you know, my journey was kind of a crooked road. I I, did, I kind of fell into it and then fell in love with it. Tell me, how did how did you come about being in this profession called teaching?
1: Well, you know, what's fascinating is like Ken Robinson, I love Ken Robinson, passed away just a little over a year ago. And, you know, Ken Robinson, I remember him saying that we don't, we don't write our biographies right away and then just follow the path, right? We create our biographies and, and I think it's fascinating because I think there's inflection points in our life. And I think that's one thing that I love about teaching is that just possibly maybe that I might be able to make something happen in that classroom where it's just an inflection point that might help shape that child's future. And so that was the same for me. I, I remember my inflection point was <laughs> seeing the Canadian brass, right? Chuck wow, Dallenbach. Yeah, yeah. I remember at PBS, look old, right? This is the only channel we got. <laughs> I remember seeing him play his tuba and I'm a tuba player, but watching him play that thing and like tip it upside down do all kinds of don't do that at home. But here's the thing. Watching that happen kind of just, and then I started buying every CD that they had, even if they changed the cover, it was the same tunes. I'd buy it. And I just like listened and listened and listened and just fell in love with that idea of, of making music. And then getting to the age where I would watch my father teach and see him pour everything he had into not only those students, but planning and being ready. And after, after working with a student for like a half hour, he tap him on the shoulder and say, Good, now come back tomorrow. We'll do it again. That's it. And I'm like, Tomorrow, <laughs> it's not like come back in a week. It's like, <laughs> Come back tomorrow. We got more to do. Yeah. And I'm just like, And then it's just like, Wow, you know, does it get better than that? Does it get better yeah, than seeing yeah. that kid show that passion in their eyes, you know, the passion yeah. you're trying to, to give them? So it's just kind of like, I don't know if there's anything better than that. So, That's so awesome. yeah. That's so
0: awesome. I mean, I, I, I I I'm touched by that. You know, my son, my son is actually in my band this year, and my uh-huh. daughter has gone through my program. She's a graduating senior, and uh, watching her now, you know, we didn't we didn't push her, our director in in this and all. But we're seeing her gravitate toward music. I don't know what what uh, element of it she's going to do just yet because she's still she's one of those. She's very meticulous. <laughs> she takes forever to decide. Uh, but I I have to say that there is something so rewarding about knowing that you poured into many but you know kind of seeing your own follow that is i'll be honest it's a a sweet thing so i'm curious what does what does your uh what what does your family think about this specifically what did your dad think about you going into the into the field
1: i I think it was great pride i mean for both my brother and i i know i know he had great pride in that and You know, dad passed away about, you know, about four or five years ago. And unfortunately it was, you know, all those accolades came after he passed. And the thing is, is like, I, he would have loved all that stuff. And granted the the best thing though, is you go talk to your own students and they're like, I don't care. So, I mean, all that stuff, right. Right. They're like Grammy, they're like Grammy, how do you even spell it? Don't get, what are you doing for (laughs) me now?
0: Hey, man, look, I had one kid, I had one kid was like, Mr. Smith, I have a grammy too and she's coming she's coming to and i was like that is so sweet i didn't tell her she was wrong but i love it it's like yeah yeah everybody's got a grammy right
1: They, they don't they don't care they just don't care it's like so all right great what's f sharp you know like get me to the next step i don't care and honestly and that's fine and and uh and those things are great but it's it's the moment the moment connection that you have with kids and so on and and so i know my family loves you know we all love music we all see it but like my daughter just graduated she's you know a freshman in college now and music's important to her but it's not her passion like that's yeah. not going to be what she does now my son tuba player right okay okay at one point told me dad i want to do one of two things either i want to be a nascar driver or i want to play in the marine band And i'm like well
2: yes look,
1: <laughs> look yes both are tough. So good luck with either one of those. But like, <laughs> go practice some more then you know, or so. Um, so who knows, but you know, the one thing we all have in common is just like, we want our kids to be happy, whatever it is, go be happy. So yeah,
0: and you know, you know, hearing you say that reminds me, you know, that in this season, one of one of my passion points is not necessarily that educators are happy, necessarily, but but that they that they are operating with a level of fulfillment, that they're operating with a level of mindfulness, resilience and significance in this season, because I'm going to tell you, man, it's (laughs) like one of my students, you say "It's, it's tough out in these streets, Mr. Smith. I'm telling you, it is tough out in these classrooms right now. And, you know, I think each and every one of us, you know, maybe there's an exception out there, but I think I think the exception that's the exception to the rule because most of us are in this profession not necessarily because of the lucrative nature of it right like we're not, we're not in this bad boy to get rich but i think i think when you see people that are in the teaching profession they are in it because it meant something to them they're in it because it's in them if that makes sense like like it's just it's not just something you do it's something that you live you eat and you breathe but i'm concerned man i'm concerned in this season we got a lot of folks who who love this thing, but they're not feeling the love back. Um, so so I, if I can just be fully transparent, uh, I just made a considerable change in my life. I guess I guess I had an inflection <laughs> in my life, a, a noticeable change in 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 my sound, so to speak, a noticeable change in what was happening. And now I find myself in a situation where I have I have amazing support, I have a great school, great administration, but things are just different, man. Things that you know, it, it made that turn, and and now t- nobody's fault. It's just really different. And there's even days where I go home and I think, man, can I do this? But thank goodness, thanks, thank goodness, I am very much in tune with my why. I'm yeah. very much in tune with my with my with my my purpose, my passion about this thing. And it's more than just something that I'm doing. It's something that I'm being. And I know there's a lot of folks out there that maybe don't have that depth. To what they do, uh, it doesn't make you a bad person. It's just maybe they haven't given it the time. But I, I want you to talk to us right now about maybe some of the challenges that you're seeing because you go a lot of different places. What are, what are you hearing? What are you seeing out there in the profession in regards to our educators right now?
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 real. I mean, it's real. In my 25 years, this is uh, some of the most challenging times um, for for multiple reasons. You know, I, I think. I think we're seeing mental health. I mean, I think we're seeing kids that are coming to school that are not ready, not ready for learning, not ready yeah. for focusing and are, you know, fight or flight. Um, either the material's is too rigorous um, or they're being put in a position that they're not ready to learn. And I think, you know, we've heard about high ACE scores, mm-hmm. you know, adverse childhood experiences. Yeah. I mean, that's a real thing. And so what we have to do is that... You know, look, when I go talk to legislators, you know, and, and I didn't start. It's not like when I was teaching, it's like, okay, go talk to a legislator. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, had yeah. to learn how to do that. And that happened with that teacher of the year stuff. It was great. We were in Dallas. Look, all these teachers of the year from across the country. And I got to say, it doesn't matter what you teach. We're all teachers, right? We teach kids. I don't, I don't care if you're a math teacher. We teach children. And they're all great people. I love teachers. We get together. And the thing is, we, they sit us down and they say, hey, congratulations. Now get to work. it's yeah. <laughs> like all right, here we go. I see how this is going down. And but it was, it was great because they're saying look, if you want to have a voice, in order to have a voice, you know, you have to be at the table. Right? Yeah. And you're not on the menu. If you're not on the, at the table, you got to get at the table and start talking to these people. So if there's something wrong, you got to talk to them. And I remember going, we were in Washington, D.C. We were there for five days. And I think I talked to like 10 legislators. I mean, at that time, you know, we had uh, Paul Ryan was the speaker of the house. Like yeah. I got in to see the dude Okay, kind of like, look, look, do you understand what's happening in our schools? And you know what? He listened. A lot of these people will listen because we're, We're someplace they're not. They have to understand that perspective is really important. We're right there with these kids and your voice matters. It may seem like your voice doesn't matter, but you're the expert and you don't hear that enough as an educator. Your voice matters. You're the expert and you need to use your voice in whatever way you want to. Think of it like a sphere of influence. I think of it as kind of a circle. For some of us, our sphere of influence will just be in our classrooms and that's fine. There's I mean, that's enough, but sometimes you can take that sphere of influence and just push it out a little farther. Maybe you can get out to your school. Maybe you can make it part of your district, maybe part of your state, nation, whatever, but think about your voice and what can you do and say to help influence and let people know about the reality you lived experience in the classroom. And I think that's really important and essential because that's what I see educators needing to do right now to take that next step to say, okay, mindfulness is great a mindful minute and all that but what are the systemic things that are part of our culture and part of our society that are putting these kind of things like for example the push for ap classes and again nothing here's the thing though some is fine but we've gone so far that it's like it's this race and that puts so much pressure on kids are you seeing that too
0: Uh, absolutely even with my own personal personal children and not I always make that distinction cuz most of us say our kids and we mean our students but but yes i've seen it time and time again that that they're so busy and they're pushing so hard in this thing that they miss the whole experience itself you know they miss they miss the whole experience of being in school of being a child of you know it, you can you can be so consumed with learning something uh and i think most people in here if you especially if you're a mu- music person you've experienced this where you were so f- Voraciously learning the music, you never enjoyed the moment of performing it, right? And I think life can be the same way too. And 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 to do that to kids at such an impressionable time, where this time is so precious and it matters, it's really an injustice to kids right now.
1: Right, and you know, I I think we're guilty of that too, as in music education. I think that sometimes we push the technique before we push the love. Yeah, we got to have the art form push the technique. Meaning, like, I want you to love this piece so much. That you're gonna practice it a lot because you love it so much, but see, we do that with with teaching too. Just in the academics, we're like, Look, you got to know this because it's on a test, Mm -hmm. and you got to know the test because that's how you get into college. It's like, No, let's get them to love learning. Yeah, yeah. If a kid leaves my classroom more curious than the day before, I've done something right.
0: That's good.
1: The problem is, is when we 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 beat it into them and we and we say, You're doing this to get see, that's extrinsic. We got to get intrinsic. We got to find the love of learning the curiosity. Then kids are going to achieve beyond our wildest dreams. But when we say, hey, you got to do this to get a goodie, to get a, you know, we
0: got a concert coming up.
1: Yeah, we got got this. Yeah, we've all, we're all guilty of it.
0: I've, I've done even listening to you right now. It's like, yeah, yeah. When's the last time I'm trying to think back when's the last time we just did music for the sake of music? That's so important. You know, when we had when we had COVID and we were zoomed out, uh, it was so interesting because prior to COVID, it was always in my particular district. It was always about benchmarks and standards, right? Right. It was always about benchmarks, standards, right? And if you had to sacrifice the engagement, okay, and the love to get to the benchmark and standard, you did that. But then fast forward came the Zoom room, where at the end of the day, if there was no engagement. <laughs> you never reached the benchmarking standard because they would either mute or turn off that camera or not show up at all. So I think it really challenged myself and others to really go back and look at this again for the first time and ask, what is this really about? Is it really about teaching or is it about reaching? And that's what I'm hearing from you. Like we got to be able to, to make that, that considerable difference where where kids want to learn and they don't have to learn, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. I mean, I I remember doing workshops and I would always tease that out. I'd say, what would your classroom look like if you didn't have concerts? Mm -hmm. And people would sit there and and now it's like, that was the truth. I mean, it was like, who's got who's got a concert going on? And it's not to say that concerts aren't important. You know, I think they're an a, a, an important part of the, the the cycle of what we do. But here's the thing: it's like sometimes that tail wags the dog, and we have mm-hmm. to be careful that we're not doing it to to please a crowd. You know, yeah. I yeah. sometimes say it's not a performance; it's an informance. Yeah, I like that. Informance. Mm-hmm. We're
0: well. Look, we're, look, 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 look! I get it. I get it. But there's somebody right now going, "What is an informance?" So tell me, tell me. Tell me, Chris, what does the informants mean for that person that's intrigued right now? You tickled the air.
1: You know, here's the thing. Pulling back the curtain, right? Because the thing is that we always tell the audience, look, there's more than what you see here. There's more than what you see because the performance is important, but you don't don't know where we came from. Mm -hmm. And so I like to pull that curtain back. You know what? Sometimes it's a fun thing to do. And I challenge you to think about this, folks listening to this. Think about taking at your next performance, right? You're going to sight read. A piece of music that you want to play at the next concert now i know what you're thinking you're like that's ridiculous but think about the effect you're saying to him you hear it you hear it now right you with me
2: yeah that's
1: how we start and see here's the thing too that's just the performance end of things now i believe that great teaching is built on three things it's it's skill but it's also knowledge and affect okay so what can you do to show your parents okay here's what the kids know about the piece either the the music theory part of it for sure right the the elements of music how the composers craft created the piece but also the context when was this piece written what was it written for how and then let's get to the affect what does this piece teach you yeah what what have you learned through this piece either about yourself or about your community or about the art of music in itself. I mean, so you can learn through the piece of music. And so I think all of that can be put on display for an audience. I think they can not only just hear the performance, the skill, but you can show them the knowledge and the affect at the same time. And then the, see, then they're starting to understand, oh, you don't just teach the notes. You go beyond the notes.
0: That's it. That's it. You know, I think it's so important that as educators, when we step into a room, we ask ourselves, what do we want our kids to know? What do we want our kids to remember what do we want our kids to feel and what do we want them to do you know and i think honestly anytime you are engaging somebody i think it's important you know even as we talk right now um you know i i i can't help but ask the question you know what 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 can that person do in their classroom right now like you you've seen a few classrooms i've seen a few classrooms and there's some common threads there's some common threads when you you know in your typical classroom what are some of those things that you see more times than not that you're like, man, I wonder if they, if they, if they see this or feel this, or man, I wish they would address this. What are some key things when typically when you step into a classroom, not saying that we got it all figured out, but there's 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 success in a multitude of perspectives. And I think the more eyes that can see a room, the more the room benefits. It's so interesting that most teachers never get to see another classroom. Administrators get to see other classrooms. But we, the people that need to see it, really get to see it. So somebody like yourself who's gotten to go in a few classrooms, what's one thing that you feel like educators could benefit from and could really change the dynamic of their class?
1: Yeah, no. And I think I think it's essential, especially in times of challenge. Um, The thing I fall back on constantly and and this happened. Remember that I was telling you about that first concert and I I remember looking at the exit (laughs) sign, I'm thinking I could run. I could run. I could just go, you know, and I remember I got done with it. I literally was taking other job interviews, like not in education, just getting outside of it after my first year. Now, look, I'm the son of a band director. I married a band director. I got a brother, a band director. If someone should be successful, it shouldn't be someone (laughs) like that, right? I was getting out and it wasn't until that summer where I I took a class and it was led by other music educators in the state. And, uh, it's called comprehensive musicianship. And I remember going to that class in this, this, uh, educator uh patty took me under her wing and i'll never forget she said to me chris it's not the feeling of a pail but the lighting of a fire and i had no clue what she was talking about i'm like what are you talking about patty and she's just like you're not there to give them the notes i mean yeah it's important but you're there to inspire them get them fired up yeah. and i'm like you got to ignite that passion i'm like how how do you how do you do that and she goes okay five things so people write this down you ready five things music selection okay you choose the curriculum you're choosing the air that these kids breathe think about it math teachers don't choose the curriculum they're told what to teach Yeah, yeah so is literacy so is science everything you are choosing the curriculum the music that you select is the curriculum in which you teach talk about responsibility yeah but we all have to take that to heart. and We got to sit there and say, okay, now what am I picking for my kids? Am I stretching them? Am I taking them someplace they're not, they haven't been. So you have to, you have to choose something that's going to stretch those kids. Like right now we're playing soldiers procession and sword dance.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Right. Margolis. Margolis. Susada, why the kids haven't been to the Renaissance. I'm like, children come, let's go to the Renaissance. Yeah. And not only that, this is a great, piece that's been written well that's authentic to the thing now how do i know it's authentic see now here's the second thing analysis okay. write it down yeah. analysis you as an educator the more you know about the music the better you can teach it so you that's have good. to know the piece and i'm talking about the elements of music rip it apart rip it apart take that piece of music and you need the you know the form you got to know the harmonic structure of that and not only that the context Do the research, because here's what happens then. Once you do that, now you have outcomes. That's the third thing, Mm -hmm. outcomes. Now you sit and you write just one outcome, one skill, one knowledge, one affect. What's something that this piece or your students need? What can you teach using this piece of music that will help your kids and transfer to the next piece? That's the skill. Now think, what do they need to know, either about the elements of music or maybe the context of the piece and then affect what are you going to teach through this piece? What will this piece, more than anything else, teach these kids? Now, once you do that, guess what you set up? The fourth thing. Here it is, strategies. Good. Strategies. How are you going to do it? This is our playground. Now, get out of your box, though. Don't You don't have to teach it the same way. Think about how there are ways to get kids to move. Maybe you think about the form of music, and you're going to have kids move. Today, I taught phrasing. I know, because think. Young bands playing playing that. They're going to play one measure at a time. Bum, 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 bum. Bum, yeah. bum, yeah. bum. Right? That's it. So today I had a student walk across the front of the room. I said, I want you to stop when you hear them break the phrase. <laughs> it went two feet. I said, why'd you stop? Because they took a breath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I'm getting them to think physically in physical ways and so on about phrasing. See, that's a strategy and that's getting me to my outcome which is I want students to play with arched phrases. I don't want them to play with these short phrases. I want them to play with musical phrases. So you see that strategy. Now the last one, the fifth one, assessment. That's it doesn't mean you give them a test. It simply means that maybe I'm a watch her walk across the room and then notice what the band, see that's feedback, that's yeah. data. If they get it, then I'm like, that's working, okay that's assessment. You don't have to grade it. You just have to look and go, okay, if it worked, good. If not, I'm going to change up my strategy. So those five things have changed my teaching. And honestly, during challenging times, that keeps me going. Because when I was teaching via Zoom (laughs) or out in a tent, right? You hear me? Out in a tent? that's the stuff that kept me going. Because I, I realized that I just have to think about my outcomes, my strategies, I'm, I'm choosing great music that I believe in. And guess what the kids buy into that. And then you know what, things follow. And it always happens, then the kids are feeding off good things. And then we get better. See,
0: see, America,
1: see world,
0: see world. <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm talking about. I told you, I tried to tell you, I was like, this man here is gonna bring not just the fire, but he's gonna illuminate and let you guys see the sound like we're talking about. And and that's just what happened. So so how do, what did Patty say? Come on, talk to us, Patty. What was it again? Your job's <laughs> not to fill the pail. What what was it?
1: Yeah, the, the goal of education not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.
0: Lighting of a fire. Come on, Patty. You better preach that, Patty. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, it is true. It's true. And then this is so helpful. Listen, guys, I'm going to say it again. If you did not if you did not jot that down, what we just shared is not exclusive to music. Look, I'm gonna take y'all back. Back in the day, back in the day, they had this commercial it was for some deodorant. It said secret pH balance. Wait, how's it? Strong enough for a man, but pH balance for a woman, right? Like they were trying to say that this thing got the strength, but it's strategic, right? And 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 what we're saying, this is strategic for music, but it's not exclusive to it, guys. Listen to what he's saying. Your music selection, you get to choose the curriculum. Take Take time to choose what you can choose. You know, my my wife's a literacy teacher, and she talks about that, too, how they have the guidebooks. And and a lot of times you're almost like you're handcuffed. But there are opportunities and moments, even in her world, where they ask like they did on the movie The Notebook. Ali, what do you want? Right. And if somebody asks you what you want as an educator, I need you ready. I need you ready to be able to say this is what I want. This is what I want to do. So, So making those choices. Okay. Don't be an assistant manager in your career. Don't be an assistant don't be a co-pilot so to speak i need i need you i need you to demand to, to the plane so to speak so so select that that those that music select that curriculum and then the analysis of it i think this is a good rule of thumb whether you're whether you're a music educator whether you're a mathematician whether you're a science you know the analysis of it because here's the deal man chris you can you can con a con you can fool a fool but you can't kid a kid Kids can see through it. They know if you know your stuff. Right. And, and it's not even about telling them how grand you are, but it's about I always tell my class, don't just talk about it, be about it. And the being comes from the work that you do, the analysis, the work that you put in and then the outcomes. Look, if you come into my classroom, I, I got it like it's all over the wall, like like we got we got the objectives and the outcomes for every grade. Now am I there you know like the meteorologist pointing it out every day no but I want I want them to see that okay this is this is not this is not happenstance this is habit stacks this is small things done well stacked on top of each other there's a level of consistency but there's also a level of intentionality but that comes from the overarching vision I want the kids to see hey we're not just in here lollygagging like like we're going to have some fun but we're going somewhere GPS we got to have the destination and that talks about the like you said the outcomes and the strategies and this is the part that I think really separates great teachers, their strategies. It separates great coaches. You know, I mean, like, like we think about. I, I, look, I'm, I, I know we got people everywhere, so I don't want to, I don't want to hate on your favorite team. I'm just, I'm just gonna go say, like Belichick. Like, like, say what you want to say. Like, you kind of expect them to make the playoffs. They lost the world's arguably greatest quarterback, and you still kind of expect them to make the playoffs because you trust my man no strategy. And then the, like you said, the assessment. But that comes last. That's just that's just the that's the outcome of all the outcomes. And uh, I I think this is so good what you're giving. Look, Chris, we we gonna we're gonna take a pause in just a second because check this out, man. You know, teaching so much of teaching has nothing to do with teaching. <laughs> I mean, so much of it has nothing has no thing to do with teaching. So much of teaching when you think about it think about it, man. If it was just about information,
2: they wouldn't need us.
0: They have more information in their pocket, in the in, in their smartphone. That so so so, you know, I, I'm gonna just kind of bounce it to you. What do you feel like is the game changer in the classroom? What what do you think is the difference maker if it's not about necessarily knowledge, knowledge, information? What what is it?
1: Connection. It's about connection. It's about seeing, seeing the potential in each and every child. Uh, You you can't, you can't look at them as a middle school, elementary, even high school kid. You got, you got to look, you got to look inside them and see the potential and great teachers do that. Great teachers do that. And I think that's, it's hard, but that's, that's the key. That's
0: good. That's good. You know, I I really do think relationship based teaching is modern day teaching. I don't, I don't, I don't think you can do anything worth anything outside of that relationship point. It builds trust. You know, and then from trust comes the relationship and then from relationship comes the the influence. And then from the influence, I think finally comes the instruction. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: 100 so percent.
0: You got to have that. Now, with that being said, right now, I want you I want you to think about do me a favor. I want you to think about like your Fab Five, like your your your, your favorite people, your favorite people. I, of course, you know. Of course, there's, you know, mom, you know, all all like that stuff. Like we we know that kids, we we know they're there. Okay, I'm talking about like just the buds, the friends, the people you hang out with. Okay, I want you to think about those those people, and I want you to just share with me maybe two or three words, like just just some some adjectives that just describe what that what that is.
1: Compassionate, thoughtful, empathetic.
0: That's good. That's good.
1: Honest. Honest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, the the irony is I think that's everything that we want and we need to be for our kids. And the crazy thing is, as educators, we have to be so careful because many times we go into the classroom wanting to see that from them first. But newsflash, children are childish. (laughs) but the question is are the adults going to be adultish and that adulting is just not fun i'm gonna be honest i have been adulting all week and i'm not a fan of it but (laughs) i understand it's essential man it's essential so one big thing that i always like to do on our show is i want to challenge folks to share a good sound to share a good sound so so i'm gonna challenge you we're about to take a short break and i want you to do me a favor okay on the other side we're going to come back and this challenge is so important because we can get all of us We can get so bogged down in what's not right and what's heavy and what's difficult and what's challenging and what's wrong and in ways we've been wronged and we can be justifiable in those feelings. But at the end of the day, when we become consumed by those things, we miss those things that do fill our pale that do light our flame because at the end of the day problems are not unique to us. Matter of fact, everyone's got problems i'm not trying to be i'm try, trying to discount anything about anybody's going through but i want to challenge you today to think about this problems were meant to be recognized but not meant to be committed to it's important to commit to solutions and the solution i believe is found when we focus on the good not not being ignorant and oblivious to those things that are necessary but but putting a primary focus on what I do have in this moment, because with so much loss in the last few years, I think the thing that helps us get through is the understanding of what we do have as opposed to what we've lost. So on the other side of this, I want you to share with us one good thing that happened today. Look, look, hey Chris, I got a feeling, I just got a feeling you probably like me, today was probably a challenge. Come on, was it? Like on a scale of one to 10, what, how was your day today?
1: Yeah, yeah, oh no, it was, it was yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, only only three instruments hit the floor. So you know oh, yes. not bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I know. <laughs> oh, um, yep. So yeah, it was a challenge. Yep.
0: And that's important for us to know that that even even the best of us it oh. requires it requires the best of us, <laughs> you know, on, on any given day. So on the other side of this, I want you to come back and share with us some good sounds, some good news. What was one good thing that you took away from your day? And uh, and we're gonna we're gonna bring people home in a second. So we'll be back in just a moment.
2: Mic check one
0: two one two. Mic check one two one two. Hey guys, so we're back again. We're back in. Look, look, Chris. I gotta be honest with you, man. I'm having a good time. It is. I love my students. I love my kids. But it is so good to talk to somebody over the age of eight today. I'm just be honest with you. This is this is. I, and look. <laughs> my vocabulary may have even suffered from this day. I, I don't even I don't even know if I have the wits to be in your presence, man, but I tell you I have benefited from being in your presence today. And I and I believe that everybody that's under the sound of our voice uh has it, taken away something and I hope they have. and, and if you didn't Uh, I believe that's what this moment is for. So this is this is the sound of the good. This is the good sound right here. I believe everybody does have a sound. They have a unique personal significance that they bring to their situation, whether it's a classroom, whether it's a stage. It could be the classroom, living room, whatever it may be, however it may be. Everyone has that thing that either resonates or even repels. So it's our job to be cognizant and to be aware of who I am as much as what I do. And that's what I mean when I say the sound. And uh, I think that there's a there's a good sound in all of us, but we have to be mindful of it. And I think part of it is turning down the noise, turning down the noise so that we can see the sound, so to speak. So I want you to share with us just just personal like like, it, and it don't have to be super deep. It's just it's whatever. You might have got an extra chicken nugget in the bag. day. I don't know I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. But but whatever it is, would you just share with us one one good thing today that 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 made your day a little brighter?
1: yeah, you know, and it, it it was easy. Today it was easy to to figure that one out. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's students coming back, um and I've got a student, his name is Ed. His name's not really Ed, but you know, I'm just saying yeah, his yeah, name.
0: yeah, yeah, I got you.
1: Ed is, um, you know, we have a 30 minute kind of SEL period. Now look, that took away minutes from my classroom, right? And I've argued that, look, I'm gonna teach SEL through my class. I'm gonna use it as a lens and I'm gonna teach it, but they said, nope, we're gonna pull out 30 extra minutes. I'm like, okay. And I could have looked at that like, God dang it. Yeah. Again, we're getting cut and all that. And honestly, it it does hurt to not have time with my own students, but I did try to flip the narrative. I said, okay. And it's a little Ben Zander. If you haven't read his Art of Possibility, great book, Ben Zander. And the thing is like, instead of looking at the game as being against you, tilt the board and make it so it's going working for you, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been having the opportunity to meet some students I wouldn't meet normally, right? And after meeting and working with some students, I had a student come up to me and goes, Mr. Gleason, I think I'd like to be in your class more. You think maybe I could start an instrument? And I'm like, no, no, you can't. Go away. No, I said, of course you can start oh, I
2: was
0: like, are oh my kidding? man gangster
1: and then he said, he said what instruments are available i said bassoon yes, yes. <laughs> that's all that's left is bassoon so i'm saying people just be smart about how you work the system a little bit no um but you know it's just like a little thing like that it's just kind of like okay you know it could have been a real negative but i'm like okay i'm gonna pour everything i have even into a class that i didn't really want to teach but you know i'm gonna give it my all and and so it, it pays some dividends right so you just just keep trying. Keep going. Um, you keep going. Gotta you keep, keep on going, going, man.
0: Yeah. Man, you know, I, I'm going to need you to, to say that one more time about changing the field. How, how does that go again? How does that, how'd you say that?
1: You know, so Ben, ben and uh, Rosamund Zander, you know, they, they talk about the art of possibility and, and you look into what is possible and not always looking at it as a negative, you know? So it's, mm-hmm. it's like he said, tilt the game, tilt the, the board into mm-hmm. your favor. So it's kind of like, okay, so let's say everyone is feeling the pinch. Like we're getting reduced minutes, reduced funding and all that. And a lot of times you can just dwell in that negative space. And instead he's just saying, okay, flip it. Okay. What is, what is possible? I mean, like with my own grading, they're like, you have to grade. I'm like, okay, but you didn't tell me what I need, what I can emphasize. Uh I'm going to emphasize growth over benchmarks. I'm going to emphasize that, you know, personal kids taking their own personal reflections. You, you, You didn't say I couldn't, you know, they can't litigate everything. And here's the one thing you got to keep in mind. They'll never, ever be able to litigate the connection between you, the space between you and the child. When it comes to, once you close those doors, the students don't care about what's happening in the Capitol Rotunda. Mm -hmm. They don't care what's happening in the district office. All they care about is you and the connection between you and them. And if you can remember that and go back to that sweet spot, that's where the magic happens and you just got to kind of stay there some days because it's really hard, but you got to stay there and you're like, I can make a difference in that kid's life.
0: That's good. I, I, as you're saying that I just keep hearing greet each day and greet each kid with love in your heart and look through that lens of love, look through that lens of love, making sure that, that, that they know that they are the most important thing in your world. And even sometime if they're not doing it 100%, you know, and you got to kind of fuss at them a little bit, it's still done. It's done with the spirit of love
1: you, t- you teach to the heart and the mind will follow that's good that's teach good. to the heart mm-hmm. man look look
0: I, we're gonna close the church doors on that one but let, let, <laughs> let the church let the church say amen let the church say amen that's what i'm talking about look look i i i can't say it enough this has been this has been an absolutely amazing experience um and I was sharing with you earlier, sometimes I say the word amazing and it's left interpretation. But this one, this one, without a doubt, is everything you believe it to be. This has been an amazing time. I am better for this. This was definitely a great time uh, of my day. And I know that anybody that's listening to this, if they if they listen with both their head and their heart, uh, they definitely came came to the end of this, a better person. And that's really all we can ask for. All we can really leave in this thing called life is what we believe. So it's our actions and our deeds that really become like a seed. So uh, I, I thank you for, for sowing seed in us today, so to speak, so, so we can hopefully reap a harvest down the road. Things are tough, things are tough, but like a teacher used to tell my son all the time, I know things are tough, but so are you, so are yep. you. And to our audience today that may be listening, Uh, we, we want to keep you encouraged. Look, Chris, before we get out of here, before we get out of here, obviously, if there's any, any final things you'd like to share and definitely most importantly, let us know how we can continue to to break bread together so to speak and and keep this relationship bond together there are folks here that 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 may want to contact you and connect with you on a multitude of uh uh arenas maybe to have you work with their district or 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 maybe just to pick your brain and 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 have a, a ally in the in the in the in the arduous journey called teaching but 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 whatever it may be can you share with us how folks can find out more about you or possibly even stay connected with you
1: Yeah, Um, sure. Well, you know, first, Mickey, you, you are exactly what this profession needs. I mean, I I say that with all honesty, you are a beacon of light. I think everyone who's listening to this agrees because they're here for a reason. So thank you for asking me to be with you. Cause yeah, it's, it's mutual. We, I adore you. Uh, Here's the thing. Um, I I will, I will give you one thing that has helped me a lot. And again, Ken Robinson, if you haven't heard his Ted talks and, and read his books, he made a big impact in my teaching, too. And I remember I had the privilege of talking to him once. And, wow, okay. and yeah, and he called me up and we talked and I was I was shaking. It was, you know, it's like yeah, me man. with you. I'm like <laughs> and and he I remember him saying to me, he goes, hey, look, Chris, farmers know that you can't make the plant grow, right? Farmers don't make the plant grow. The plant grows itself. What a farmer does is they create the conditions for growth. He's like great farmers know what the conditions are and the bad ones don't he said great teachers know what the conditions are and the bad ones don't see we're not going to make our kids grow they're going to grow regardless of what we do but what we have to do is focus on the conditions if we can get the conditions right and we can give kids what they need give kids what they need they're going to flourish they're going to blossom and you can see that you you find other educators and you can see things blossoming so then Watch, pay attention, find out what's working and what's working for them. And then and then ask questions. Be curious. You know, Um, we don't have to be competitive. We're arm in arm in this man. There's enough work to go around. Absolutely. (laughs) You just need to share ideas and stuff. So if you would like, you know, I'm happy to work. I love going out. I love working with students. I love working with teachers. I have a passion for that. You can look me up on uh, Chris P Gleason, middle initial crispy That's my website. And uh, you can find out more information, how to get a hold of me and see the Ted talk or whatever. And, and, uh, and that, but uh, yeah, happy to do that kind of work.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, I, I know you're going to get some folks on here that are definitely going to reach out because uh, what you said, I believe has reached out to them and made an impact. And I, Again, can't say it enough. This has been great time together. And I want to say once again, thank you so much for sharing your time. Thank you for sharing your talent and just the treasure that is you. And and for my folks out there for, in the noble profession called teaching, we celebrate you. This is all about you. Do me a favor, guys. I want you to stay encouraged. You know, these are these are unprecedented times, but you're pretty unprecedented, too. There's never been anyone quite like you in the history of humanity. And uh, and I think that now is the time for us to step up more than ever and not only change the dynamic of where we're at, but it's time for us to change our perspective. That's why we say see the sound. And, and if you understand that, then you understand that when you're looking at this thing called life, you're really looking at a class. And the world that we live in is actually the classroom. So do me a favor. Keep on going and make your classroom sound. Make your teaching epic. And I promise you, Your legacy will be significant Until next time, keep on going And let us be the sound to change the world MickeysmithJudy.com
2: Can you hear the sound Heartbeat Of that motherless child As we search for love We all need A proud love smile sound that is so sweet when we hear child you belong so let our words of love flow freely like a river strong and let us be the sound to change the world let us be the sound Change the world. Let us be the sound to change the world. Oh, let us be. Oh, let us be. Can you hear the sound, the heartbeat of that motherless child? As we search for love, we all need warmth of a smile. There's a sound that is so sweet when we hear, "Child, you belong." So let our words of love flow freely, like a river strong. they I'll play the